0: This is very appropriate music for our conversation with Joseph Lindsley in Ukraine today, as uh, he will now explain. Hello, Joe.
1: Hey, Bob. Uh, good afternoon from Kharkiv, uh, a day of many air raid alarms, but so far pretty quiet. Uh, this is from a Ukrainian band, uh, Antitula. Uh, and uh, it's, there's uh, a lot of songs being written about the war. Uh, the past couple weeks, a couple bands have released songs about Bakhmut. And this one is called Fortress Bakhmut. And you really see, I mean, even as I go to cafes here in Harkiv, I hear this song, uh, and you, you see how, uh, how close the, the suffering and the war is to everyone. I think almost everyone knows or everyone I know, including me, knows someone who was wounded or has been, uh, killed in Bakhmut. Uh, and so even in, uh, and I think the the music both helps, uh, inspire people to keep going. Uh, but also uh, reminds people of of how difficult this is. And uh, there is, uh, in Bakhmut, it seems that the Russians are now about three miles away from totally encircling uh, the city. Now, most of that city has been destroyed already because it's been shelled uh, so often. uh, Very intense fighting. Uh, They've been making, it seems, the past uh, several days uh, advancing by about half a mile a day. Uh, So that's a steady advance. At the same time, uh, we have some reports, it seems that there might be some of these leopard tanks, the German-made leopard tanks uh, might have arrived from Poland. There's a few that have arrived in Bakhmut. So it seems that Ukrainians are still putting up the fight, uh, but it is very difficult. And of course, the reason why we're talking about Bakhmut is because the Russians have been unable uh, to take any major cities, but nevertheless, uh, it's a very intense situation. And a lot of people think that maybe it could fall uh, anytime soon. Uh, And and meanwhile, in this sort of uh, atmosphere, I mean, you know, we had so many indications, Bob, that there was going to be a huge attack before February 24th. I was hearing that back to January, and there hasn't been. Now, maybe this is a sign of Russian weakness or Ukrainian strength, uh, but but there is still this sense of apprehension, especially now, like through the night, there were alarms uh, uh, throughout the entire night. Another attempted attack. a series of drone strikes uh, toward Kiev, uh, the constant artillery battles uh, in Zaporizhia and Donbass. Uh, but there has been no major uh, missile strike. And then, you know, in this, you know, you can you can feel a bit, I mean, it's very intense, right? Like, everywhere you go, you hear people singing about the battle in Bakhmut. Uh, you hear the air alarms. And then I received messages from people in America. Uh, over the weekend, even from people I know well, I, I started to get text messages saying, how come there's no video of of the war and and everyone was kind of sending me the same exact phrase and mm-hmm. I looked at Twitter and everyone was repeating this refrain and all, you know it just showed up as of like Friday and you know there is more video than ever from this war I mean we don't we don't no one had uh, cell phones or uh, Instagram during the Spanish Civil War you know we had Hemingway to tell us the story mm-hmm. uh, and and World War Two but we have so much evidence here and still people will just sort of repeat these things and I do think that a lot of this is you know, sort of Russian propaganda, putting out, you know, just putting out these assertions and hoping that it spreads, and even hoping that it makes people here more careless in sharing videos, uh, mm. because the Russians want to know where the positions are. And so it's a very intense. And I, I get a lot of uh, sort of nasty comments. You know, uh, and this happens for anyone who's trying trying to tell the story, of what's happening here, uh, trying to break everyone's spirits. So it is a very intense propaganda situation, and then. Uh, I heard this morning, um, and it now it's trending on Twitter, there's a video from President Zelensky's press conference over the weekend, and uh, a uh, former uh, Assistant Secretary of Defense under Donald Trump uh, uh, tweeted a clip of this video, and friends of mine who used to work in the Pentagon, very smart people, tweeted this clip in which President Zelensky is saying that uh, soon the United States is going to have to send its sons and daughters to fight uh, just the way that Ukraine is now. and. It, And if you look right before that, he said, if Ukraine falls, if Ukraine loses, then Russia and Russia has made it clear they want more, that they will go. They threatened to go to Poland and Poland is a NATO country. And so all President Zelensky was saying, Ukrainians are doing the fighting. Give them the weapons to do it, because if Ukraine falls, then Poland can be invaded next. In fact, today, uh, Finland has announced they're building a wall with Russia. But Poland is a NATO country. And if Russia d- ever did attack Poland, the United States is bound by the NATO treaty to uh, to to get into the war. And so that's exact. That's what President Zelensky was saying. But everyone from uh, you know very prominent American voices like Monica Crowley and uh, uh, so a lot of people in my former place of, of work, Fox News, and senior defense people who know better are tweeting this and 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 now adding to this you know sort of this idea that uh, that Zelensky is trying to escalate this when all he's saying is. If we don't stop this now, it's going to get worse. And in this whole environment right now, uh, in Moldova, Moldova, they have a freely elected uh, government, uh, President Maya Sandu. She's a very brave woman. But now there are uh, pro-Russian protests happening in that country. And so all around this pro- Eastern Europe, there's a lot of uh, activity and a lot of fear about what, what Russia's up to next. Meanwhile, we have to deal with this huge information problem, which a lot of Americans are unfortunately not looking at very critically.
0: Two wars—one going on on the ground there where you are in Ukraine, and another on social media. It's really terrible that misinformation like that is going around, and it's crazy that uh, well-respected people are are pushing that. Uh, the Battle of Bakhmut, uh, Joseph. Uh, I'm reading about uh, Russian forces using those more experienced uh, Wagner fighters, uh, some of whom are former prisoners, and, and there's still like what four or five thousand civilians there. Correct.
1: Yeah, it's odd. I mean, most of those are very old people who, who didn't want to leave their homes. They felt they had nowhere else to go. Uh, and but it's very difficult now because there's not as much humanitarian uh, aid. It's very, it's almost impossible. That there was one road remaining by which people could access access and leave Bakhmut, but I think now, by all reports, that is also the Russians almost have fire control uh, of that road. And of course, a few weeks ago, we had, and I, I was talking with the medic friends yesterday. But you know, the American medic, um, Marine veteran, who was killed there. So it's a uh, it's even worse situation now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Bob, it, it, this um, there was a, one of the people that tweeted this uh, President Zelensky video is an American guy named Jack Pasovik. He's got two million followers on Twitter. He's a Navy veteran, and he actually came here to Ukraine to see this reality. And uh, and 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 I, I was we were talking about this information problem and. I said, at the beginning of the war, someone tweeted a picture of a fake, uh, of of civilians holding wooden guns, and and said, oh, this war is fake. And they were holding that because they had, you know, there was the panicked early days of the war, and they had never held a gun before. And I said this to this guy, Jack Posobiec, who came here very secretly, and he's like, oh, that's terrible, yeah, there's a misinformation problem in America. So he left, and the next day I found out he was the same guy that he was the guy that tweeted that. That got (laughs) tens of thousands of retweets, and never, he got a little bit quieter, but he never apologized. He never said, wait a second, I need to correct this. And so Hmm. we really are, I think, as this gets more intense here, uh, we're really facing a big honesty problem and a moral sort of integrity problem with a lot of our reporting uh, in the United States. And and it makes it very Mm -hmm. difficult here.
0: And we have to be smarter about how we consume news. Uh, Joseph, we certainly appreciate the uh, straight story you give us here every morning. We shall talk tomorrow. Be well.
1: Thank you, Bob. Until tomorrow.